0: where we talk to exceptional athletes, learn about different sports and their journeys to representing the Philippines locally and internationally. My name is Isi Chong.
1: Last week, we had Philippine Wushu's golden girl, Agatha Wong, on the show to educate us in the sport of Wushu, fight a cockroach, and also share with us the lessons she's learned as an athlete. If you missed that, please, you can check it out on Facebook, Spotify, and now on Google Podcasts as well, the Sports Nook PH. You also got me, Mike on the show.
0: Um, parts of the episode will also air on Q Radio 105.1 as well. So stay tuned. Now learning never stops for Mike and me as we have another guest athlete on the show today who's gonna enlighten us on the fundamentals of downhill skateboarding. He won gold for the Philippines in the recent 2019 Southeast Asian games and has also gotten an impressive number of twenty-four wins in his career. Ladies and gentlemen, Jaime Delange Yay. hey guys hi Isa
2: hi. hi Mike how's it going guys uh doing Great. good
0: man.
1: welcome to the nice. show we're super happy thank you, you, you. still to be here very thankful to have you here too and with everything going on it, the pandemic and everything you were talking about it earlier we just like to know how, how have you been any interesting hobbies you've picked up
2: or projects you've started doing during quarantine oh yeah man I've been good I mean for everyone it's been tough of course and we're all trying to do what we can. To make sense of these crazy times and keep busy and keep positive, so yeah, I've been doing all that. You know, all of those Instagram challenges, the 25 push-ups. I've been training still, trying the coffee, all of those little things. A bit of <laughs> yoga, just the regular quarantine <laughs> stuff. I think.
0: Yeah, They'll go on that coffee bayan.
2: Yeah, that, that's and... the, all of those little trends.
0: <laughs> Making bread and all that, mm-hmm. but yeah. Um,
2: so far, with
1: everything you've been doing, what do you consider has been the, the most fun activity so far?
2: Well, i got to be biased. I'm going to say skate because I've been lucky enough to skate almost every day in our area. Aside from the time that the quarantine was super serious and nobody was leaving their houses, I've been able to skate and train, which has really made made things easier for me. Has yeah. it been difficult for you to skate <laughs> with a face mask on your face? I mean, it it's sucks, of course, in comparison, but you got to do it to keep everyone safe. <clears throat> you got to do it, right? So
0: Yes. There you yeah. go. Setting a good example for everyone.
2: <laughs> but yeah, yeah you-
0: um, <laughs> we're going to get to uh, our, the first part of the show, Jaime. Um, mm-hmm. I'm sure a lot of us are familiar with skateboarding or longboarding, but we are here to find out uh, what downhill skateboarding is exactly and how it is done professionally and competitively. Mm-hmm.
1: So, let's get the first part of the show started with something that we call the Layman's Nook. I was telling Ethan earlier, I actually tried skateboarding myself. I'm mm-hmm. not sure if you've ever played it. I, I got inspired because of uh, Tony Hawk Pro Skater on the PS2. Of
2: course, man. Yeah,
1: and it, and it looked so much fun, so I decided to buy a skateboard. It was hard. Yep. Uh, the, the only trick I was able to do was to stand up. And that was the best yeah, thing I could do. stand-up. Know.
2: But, hey, man, that's the basics. That's what I tell everyone all the time. They're like, yo, skateboarding looks so scary, looks so hard. I'm like, you're just standing up. If you can get to A to B standing up, you've skateboarded <laughs> successfully. <laughs> you Very a smile on your face, you're doing it right. That's, that's, the, that's what they say.
1: Uh, that's awesome, man. So, you know, in terms of doing it competitively and uh, downhill skateboarding, how would you put it in the simplest
2: terms? Downhill skateboarding is the simplest. It's different from the other forms of skateboarding because we're racing. Usually if you're doing park or street, you have one of those smaller skateboards with two tails, uh, nose and a tail, and you do tricks and flips and stuff like that. And you get judged based on difficulty. But what we do is uh, we race. There's a start line and a finish line. Four people race to the bottom. The top two are in, the, top, the bottom two are out until we have a four man final and that's our podium. Fascinating yeah. it's such a it's such a simple pure form of racing because we don't have brakes or an engine it's just gravity forcing you down the road and everyone's <laughs> different with the way they skate.
0: Yeah.
2: So if I guess could, that's it. It's a race.
0: Before we go deeper into downhill skateboarding I wanted mm-hmm. to know all because for those of you who don't know, there are four events under skateboarding in the Southeast Asian Games. There's Street, Park, Game of Skate, and Downhill. Um, can yep. you enlighten us, Jaime, what uh, is the difference between these four?
2: Okay, uh, so there's Street, right, which is the street skating that Marjolin won. They're the ones that have the rails and the uh, quarter pipes and stuff. Yeah. They get judged on difficulty. And then there's Park, which Kiko Francisco won, our gold. Which is more Mm. like vert, the big bowls where they're flying out of the bowls and Mm. stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, So that's park. And then game of skate, which is kind of like have you ever played horse at basketball?
1: Yeah. You
2: make a trick and then someone has to match it or you get a letter. Yeah. It's the same, it's a similar concept, except when you can't land a trick that somebody does, you get a letter spelling skate. Mm. So we got a gold and silver there with Margie and Christiana and a gold for men's with Dan Letterman. So And then the fourth, of course, was downhill, which is my, di- my discipline, where we race. Yeah. It's the fastest, for sure, because we're going yeah. almost 100 kilometers an hour. I, didn't
0: know, uh, I just recently found out that there's actually four um, categories or events under skateboarding. Mm-hmm. So thanks for enlightening us.
2: <laughs> of course. It's a common misconception. Like, when yeah. I tell people I'm a skater, they're like, oh, so you and Margie do the, the ramps together. Yeah. I'm like, no, I race. It's so different. Yeah. But at the yeah. same time, like, when I met the rest of the skate team, I realized, like, Oh, well, we're all just skaters.
0: Mm-hmm. It
2: might be a different discipline, but it's the same vibe. It's the same type of person. It's the same community. So, yeah, I was stoked it's to see to say, that. I,
1: it's it's awesome that you you highlighted all your teammates, man. Just pointing out their each of their names and giving them their accomplishments. Just you know, very very brotherhoodish from you. Of
2: course, man, that's the skate community, man. Especially now that the scene's yeah. growing, we're just trying to lift each other up. Mm-hmm. that's all you can really do.
0: Yeah, that's awesome, man. Oh, so um, speaking of common misconceptions also, you know, when mm-hmm. I watch downhill skateboarding, the first thing that comes into mind is, oh my gosh, that looks terrifying, right? So yeah. is that be a common misconception?
2: Yep, definitely. I mean, when I tell people that I go that the fastest I've ever gone is like 120 kilometers an hour, they're like, I'm scared to do that in my car. And you're yeah. doing that on a piece of wood with <laughs> rubber wheels and, and downhill I, like when, I, when you when you say it like that it is dangerous because there are guardrails yeah. there are trees there are cliffs to fall off mm-hmm. and at 120 there's no guarantee you'll survive
0: yeah but
2: i mean the, I, I can't say it's a misconception because it is true it's uh-huh. dangerous
0: yes.
2: but yeah. but i mean walking across the street without looking both ways is dangerous
0: mm-hmm.
2: it's calculated risk you could slip walking down the stairs yep. and die so as long as you're aware of the risks you know your limits it's all calculated then i think you're okay it's not like i'm going down a blind race for the first time I, like yeah. i don't know what i'm doing i definitely think there's a way to learn and progress that you get to a point where you're confident and safe even yeah. at 100 kilometers an hour
0: that's a very it, good way to put it calculated risk
2: exactly. Calculated risk it, it's yeah.
1: your sport, sport is all about minimizing risk and i'm sure mm-hmm. you take a lot of things into account whenever I mean, you skateboard like for example their videos you wear a lot of gear man so i'm sure mm-hmm. stuff like that helps in in terms of ensuring your safety oh yeah
2: i mean there's not from just the safety gear side there's so many vari- variables that go into skate into the safety into the speed they, there's a debate over every millimeter on your wheel every layer wow. of you know kevlar you're putting on it's it's speed science for sure And it's still definitely an arms race. Nobody has figured it out. Every race, there's a new type of wheel, a new type of technology that people are trying to one-up each other with. It
1: really is a science. And as you mentioned Mm -hmm. earlier, you guys don't have an engine. It's just you Mm -hmm. and the board and gravity. Those are the only factors. Maybe just the the pavement on the road. So but those little things
2: too, like the pavement. Like if the pavement changes temperature Mm -hmm. throughout the day you will have to change your wheels or if the winds oh, wow. change you have to understand where the winds are coming from on the track at what times of day because it affects the way you skate so it's, I assume it's so pure.
1: those are factors which help you
2: decide on how you customize your board mm-hmm. totally and just your strategy because strategy is always changing there's no yeah. one perfect way to race the hill there yeah and there are three other guys who are trying to get there before you, and their yes. plans are constantly changing. You're reacting to them.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: You can't you can't just be here? You have to think. In two turns, I'm gonna be here, passing, setting up for the next turn. Yeah, it's 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 like a big game of chess at a hundred. So I guess it's hard yeah.
1: to kind of have like a, a favorite board because you gotta have to keep changing it depending on how
2: the situation is. Actually, the boards and the trucks are more consistent. It's the wheels. Like the wheels, if, depending on the track, though the top speed is only 70, you're going to want a smaller wheel to reach that top speed faster or a, a certain softness for the turns. It gets super technical. I'm not going to yeah. bore you with all that. But yeah, <laughs> no. it's, every time it, someone like it starts to rain or the temperature drops, everyone's changing wheels, changing strategy all the time. Kind of like F1.
0: Yeah, it's so great to know that, though, because, you know, when we watch skateboarding or downhill skateboarding, we think it's all fun and games, but mm-hmm. it's actually a serious, serious sport. So, <laughs> yeah, with that, we, I, I I, am curious, personally. Uh, do you still have that fear when going on um, crazy speeds, or is that something that you eventually just get used to?
2: The fear? I mean, I would be lying if I said I, I never got scared, Yeah. but... I think the part that I really love is overcoming the fear. Do you mm. know what I mean?
0: Yes.
2: It's like, oh, this hill is terrifying. And then at the end of the day, you've done it five, six times, a dozen times, and you're like, I've conquered that. Yeah. I've I've mastered it. I'm not scared of it, you know. And that kind of um what's the word? That that achievement, that, that overcoming your fear, pushing your boundaries yeah. is really what I got addicted to in the skate community.
1: I mean yep. in the skate scene. I think you're a, a prime example of an adrenaline junkie. And I think that's a common trait yeah. of our champions and the Filipino representative have. Like this, this strive towards doing something that gets their blood
2: pumping and their heart racing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're- I think I think that's true from all the athletes I, I met as well. They just seem like they wouldn't be satisfied unless they kept pushing and pushing to find mm-hmm. out where, they, where their, their max is. Yeah. So you're probably right there. My and, uh, you know,
1: the layman's Nook, which uh, is appropriately named. Uh, the the mm-hmm. purpose of the guy is for us to give uh, some insight into the sport to people who are new to it. And one of the main mm-hmm. things about skateboarding, especially competitive too, is there's a lot of lingo there, man. But I mean, my lot terms and uh, tricks. Maybe you can share some uh, basic ones that we need to know. Hmm.
2: Uh, basic terms. I guess, like for downhill, people don't know what heats are. We, the heat is what you do. You go through a certain amount of rounds, which we call heats, to get okay. to the finals. They're like brackets. Right. Other common terminologies, we quali. It's always practice, quali, and then race. We call our boards decks, decks. our wheels, Wheels. I guess. Not, it's, not, it's not too complicated, really. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but if you, if you crash, you got bricked. That's the yeah. thing. The two things you actually need to know if you go into a skate community, two yeah. words, stoked and safe. Oh, you stay stoked yeah. and you say safe, you're good. If someone looks at you and goes, safe, you go, safe. You can answer or ask anything with the word safe or stoked in a skate event. Just it's so like, you know. Like that, cool, that's your answer. Safe,
0: cool. Are you Anything
2: good? you want. Anything you want. Yeah. Like, are you hungry? You're like, safe. They'll be like, yeah. oh,
0: yeah, safe.
1: Gotcha. So if yeah. they ask me, hey, bro, what's your name? Stoked. <laughs>
2: stoked. Yeah. They, they won't need to follow you up. They'll be like, that guy's stoked. You know? <laughs> cool.
0: Stoked it, it, and stoked. It covers
2: all the bases. Stoked and safe. Yeah. Can't go wrong. Asking,
0: uh, we fun. also would love to know what training is like for uh, downhill skateboarders. What's training mm-hmm. like for you guys?
2: Um, well, to be honest, before, like pre-C games, Training was just for me, skate every day, like from the age 13 to probably 20 or 21 or 22. It was nothing but skate. Like I was one of the type of people that never went to the gym. I was like always super skinny, so I never watched what I ate. I was just like a junk food type of kid through college. And then not till I went super international did my, like we got a coach, I met some of the pros and I realized, oh, snap. They're really doing so much more. We went to my first few pro events, and I was like, oh, I'm finishing 15th, 20th. What's wrong? I don't get it. And they let me in, and they showed me how, what they're doing. They're full-on at the gym four or five days a week, easy, properly dieting and stuff like that. So when the SEA Games came around, the world champion, one of my best friends, Harry Clark, came to the Philippines and gave us a regimen that it was true, mm-hmm. like a championship-level regimen. And that's what I've been doing since like since the games I've been yeah. in close contact with coach and working on pretty much the same routine to stay yeah. fit yeah it's a lot of it's a lot of strength and conditioning like all athletes and then uh, mobility flexibility and mm-hmm. actual skate skills yeah.
1: yeah gotcha so you've been training to achieve a particular physical state mm-hmm. so what would you are the physical requirements and factors needed
2: to successfully compete? Ooh, I wouldn't say there are requirements because, like, on the world tour, you can see so many different types of people, every shape and size, every weight, you know. So, like I, for a long time, I thought my weight was a disadvantage being a lighter rider, mm. but you really just have to play it. I think if you're anywhere, Between 130 and 180 pounds, you'll do all right, Mm
0: -hmm. and that's it. Yeah,
2: I mean to race professionally, (laughs) that's about it. Like I'm, I'm only about 150 at my heaviest, you know. So it's Kaya, but there, of course, you're when you get to the World Cup, you're against the the best Swede, the best Brazilian, and they're 180, 200 pounds. Yeah, and that's not always a good thing. So you have to play it. You have to play it to your advantage.
0: Hey, since you already mentioned it, can you tell us more about the World Tour for those who uh, don't know what it is?
2: Okay, so before Sea Games happened, downhill skateboarding was pretty much primarily on the platform. I mean, I guess it's called the Race Organization, the International Downhill Federation, the IDF, as we call it. And they host the World Cup. So basically, the World Cup is a series of races over one year usually anywhere from like nine to 15 races on eight to 15 countries yeah right so that's what I've been What well, that's what I've been doing the past few years there's a Australasia South America North America and Europe leg and the goal for all of us like all of us pro downhill skaters that's our that's our Platform where we meet each other at every race, non-stop traveling. Usually about yep. six, seven months of the year, wow. we're out on the road, which is hectic. And when we're not seven on tour, we're out training.
0: Of twelve months. Uh huh. That's a lot of traveling.
2: Yeah. But yeah, definitely. for
0: okay, so for the layman's nook the last question that we that we have is if anyone would like to go into skateboarding, uh, whether competitively mm-hmm. or not, what's the best way to get into it?
2: Best way to get into it. Well, the way I started, at least, you start online, see what you like, see what's out there because there are so many kinds of skateboarding, right? Yeah. You don't know what will speak to you. And yeah. then, especially for, for a local Filipino, I would say get on Facebook. The Philippine Longboarding Community and the Philippine Skate Groups, they're all super welcoming wow. and stuff like that. You tell them what city you're from, they'll get a, they'll get a session together for you.
0: Oh, that's and that's awesome.
2: true for anybody in the south of Manila. You can hit me up we can make that
0: type no. of thing happen. Yeah.
2: know, <laughs> <Hello>, Mike. <laughs> oh, I, uh, Yo, I have Mike, Issa, if you guys want to skate,
0: yeah. you
2: should have your board, Mike?
1: Uh, I'm going to need to look it up.
2: I'll find it for <laughs> yeah. us.
1: <How> we <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm it. sure you
2: can find it. Yeah.
0: That's awesome. And Sweet. we'll take you up on that offer. Um, now that we're up to speed, well, pun intended, <laughs> the sport of downhill wow. skateboarding, we're going to move on to the next part of the show we call the Athlete's Note.
1: All right, so it's time okay. to get to know Hajime. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, man. And uh, as with Sorry. any other athlete, we'd love to know how did this all start? How did you get
2: started with skateboarding and downhill skateboarding? Mm-hmm. Um, so, I guess skateboarding has always been a part of my life. I'm like, I'm one of seven kids. So, my older brother, for as long as I've known, had a skateboard in his room. My dad used to skate with his brothers. Nice. We're more of a skate family ever since, but I've always been like a competitive person. It wasn't until I was 13 that I found downhill skateboarding. I was bouncing around between sports actually, I did baseball, basketball, golf, swimming, yeah. all of that. And once I tried downhill, I was like, That's me, that's the yeah. one. So ever what, since then,
0: yeah, what it's made been you downhill from there. on. Uh, what do you mean? Skateboarding.
2: I didn't you did decide a lot of- oh you did? I didn't decide. I didn't decide. It's like it's like it's like how do I explain this? It. I just fell in love with it straight up. Yeah. I, it was. I couldn't think of anything else after the first yeah. time I stood on it. I was like, I can't wait till the next time I skate. And then yeah. a few weeks later, I had to buy my own board, and pretty much every day since, I've been skateboarding.
0: Yeah. Um, I'm just curious, Jaime. So, um. Mm-hmm. Are there actually any opportunities to compete in skateboarding or downhill skateboarding, say, in high school or college? Go La LaSalle, by um, the way.
2: <laughs> yeah, Taft Life. I mean, I, I yeah. competed. I started competing internationally while I was in Taft. Ooh. And it, it wasn't so good. Like, I definitely failed a few classes just by being out of town yeah. and not home for it and not FDA and not whatchamacallit. What was it called? Taking an LOA. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, I didn't want to take an LOA, so I would just go for the weekends or just like a week max. And yeah. it was a struggle. But like in high school, they were, my high school was really supportive.
0: Mm-hmm. But in
2: college, it was just like, pass or fail, dude, we don't care what you do.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah, I fda yeah. due to downhill, but I figured mm-hmm. I learned a lot more. Not yeah. to say, not to discredit the education, but I learned a lot more in the real world, like of learning course. how to win, Yeah, you know, stuff like that. Since you're doing it now
1: competitively too, clearly uh, you made the right choice as it seems. And it is pretty incredible though, because as you've said, even when you were studying, you were busy skateboarding and you also found a time to work in Colorado for a couple of years. And then Mm -hmm. I heard uh, from my understanding through your family business as well, prior to pursuing this sport full-time. Full-time, yeah. Yeah. You clearly had other opportunities, but you know, what made you decide to go all in?
2: I mean, right after college, like you said, I went to Colorado. It was just i i just I finished in December and I didn't want to wait till March to graduate in March, so I was looking at yeah. like my sister was based in Colorado and said, Hey, it's winter if you want a snowboarding job, you can for sure find one. so I went to Colorado, worked in a in a hotel just as a first job, you know, yeah. I did everything from carrying people's snowboards on the mountain to parking cars, everything, just working in a hotel. And that was a really good experience, at least to yeah. work with people, just you know, work for tips, smile, understand, <laughs> listen to what the people want and give them that. Yeah. It was good for soft skills and I really enjoyed all yeah. of the snowboarding. I had sponsors based out there in Colorado at the time and nice. it just felt like the move. Yeah. I how does able a- to earn a little bit of money. Yes.
1: How does snowboarding compared to skateboarding? Snowboarding.
2: Yeah. I mean, uh, it's very different, but I'll I'd say it's more like a mix of wakeboarding and surfing because you're strapped in like a wakeboard, but with the way the powder and the <clears throat> sorry the powder and the snow works, yeah. you really got to keep your nose up. It's it's so different, but I I took to it pretty quickly. I think anybody who skates or surfs. Will take the snowboarding pretty quickly. So and I loved yeah, it. I love it so much. Yeah. Can you
0: so also, like, tell us about your transition from doing uh, jobs like a real jobs, going into a uh, skateboarding full time.
2: Okay, totally. So that after that, I worked in the hotel on and off because I kept traveling. They were very cool about yeah. my traveling to race, and then right after. Oh, sorry. Right. Once the sea games was announced, I said, I got to leave Colorado. I got to get home, you know, because I'm going to race for the Philippines. And then the start of that year started last year. I started working for my family business because I wanted to Mm -hmm. be based here. I ended up spending most of my time abroad. I did 13 countries up until August. And then I started working for my family business again. And then it was getting so close to sea games that I was like, okay, I have to do this full-time. Thank God I had some sponsors come in, like Go For Gold, Blackwater, Chooks To Go. And
1: thanks to them, I was
2: able to say, dad, you got this, you got this, I'm gonna go do this Sea Games thing. And I went to do the Sea Games and trained full-time. And I think that was really the key to making it happen. Oof, last year was just all Sea Games for me. And clearly, it paid off. You you did really well, man. I I had no choice. (laughs) I (laughs) I I started training in ten years ago, technically, but because we never knew this was gonna happen, you know. Yep. I mean, I was on the World Cup just because I loved it. I was just like, I'm gonna do skate. I'm gonna do this downhill skate because I love it forever. And then someone said, "You wanna get a gold medal?" I was like, "Okay." (laughs) And then since then. (laughs) Since then, I, I was full on. Every 15 seconds, it was Sea Games. Yeah. But I guess that's the athlete's demo. When you're, once you get it, you're like, I did it. What now?
0: Yes. That's an awesome feeling. I can imagine. Yeah. I mm-hmm. wish. I wish we could also experience yeah. that. But yeah. speaking of uh, feelings and all that, downhill skateboarding mm-hmm. is considered an extreme sport. But we're just mm-hmm. wondering, Jaime, when you go down a stretch of road, what goes through your mind? Is it a sense of uh, fear or more of a sense of freedom?
2: Uh, It's definitely a mix of this adrenaline and peace of mind that's hard to explain. I mean, I could be thinking of anything. Honestly, if it's a race and I'm in third, I could be thinking about every possible way to pass the person in front of me. But if I'm just skating down a mountain road on a Saturday with my friends, I could be thinking about, like, what's for lunch?
0: Yeah.
2: You know? It's a a really unique place where nothing else matters, which is which is uh, a unique thing that board sports gives you. It detaches you from everything because you have to be so present. So,
1: I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Skateboarding seems like an opportunity for you to escape. And I've always wondered Mm -hmm. too, especially for professional athletes, when you you train or when you skate downhill, do you listen to music? Or like Mm -hmm. if so, what music do you usually listen to
2: to give you that energy to keep pushing yourself forward? it depends on the vibe really, man. I mean, it's like you, I'm sure when you work out it, sometimes is really pumped up and sometimes it's just super relaxed. Like on my daily skate, I could do anything from Kanye to super classical music, just depending on the vibe. Yeah. And uh, you also
1: mentioned that right now you've been busy skating and you also said that if you live in the South, man, hit me up, we can skate together. And I'm Mm -hmm. pretty sure some people would like to take that offer. So for you personally, where are your favorite places to skate? Or do you have any places in mind that you would recommend to others that want to train like you? To train
2: on like a super fast downhill level, I would recommend going to Nasugbu. But I wouldn't recommend doing that until you know you're safe. You know, like uh, a few months ago, at the start of the year, I started a skate school. And we did it in Philinvest because they had a four- Four wide road closed off on both ends, no cars, very safe for beginners. And if you can find a place like that, that would be ideal, right? Yeah, safety first, please. <laughs> I love <the> road trip,
0: <laughs> but yeah, uh, that's what
2: we do non stop. Yeah. It's always just an excuse to travel pretty much.
0: Sounds awesome, man. So, um, going back to you to competitions, uh, how do you get mm-hmm. in the uh, into a mindset of winning, regardless of risks or whatever it takes?
2: Oof. That's that's tricky. How do you get into a winning mindset? Ooh. I mean, at first you're gonna lose Telaga. Like there's no person that goes out and wins. It's a really long process. Mm-hmm. Like I, I learned about once I started winning, I was like, yo, this isn't about winning. It's about learning how to lose and put making that a win. So it's something that just takes time. Like yeah. I probably have lost more, ways, lost more races than I've won, 100. percent But I'm not, not going to give all my mental game secrets out here on the internet. Come on, Isa. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know what? That's more than enough, though, Jaime. Just saying that you know it's okay to fail because I'm I mean, sure trust a lot of- the process. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are just scared to fail. Scared to start because they're scared to fail. So yeah. that's good to know that, um, you know, a well-decorated athlete like you still learns how to lose as of well. Course. So thanks for sharing.
2: Yeah, the only time you really fail is when you fail to learn, right? Yes. Yep. Uh-huh. So it, you just believe in it and it'll come. That's what I tell everyone. Like when the Groms ask me, like, a, how do I win? I'm like, yeah. just take your time because if you stick to it, your time will come. It's like, it was the same for me. When I started skating, I never thought, ooh, I'm gonna be the best. I'm gonna work so hard and be number one. I just looked at the people who were in number one and said, what are they doing? How do I do that? And eventually if I do it, this is just the mindset as there's no reason they can do it and I can't do it. If I can't do it, it can't be done. If you stick to it, it'll happen. So uh, that's another piece of advice, trust the process. Man, if
1: you decide to stop skateboarding, you'll be an amazing motivational speaker. I look forward to your TED Talk. (laughs) You all tried
2: that at Southridge, actually. They invited me back. It wasn't good, man. It wasn't (laughs) good. It was all over the place.
1: It's fine. If you mess up, just tell them, but I got one of these and then show off your medal. Yeah. But you know what, man? (laughs) I learned from that mistake. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> one of the biggest like flexes and accomplishments like your high school you back and says you know what you're worth showing off you want yeah to see what, i was so stoked on say. it
2: actually <laughs> yeah i wasn't even a good student like i was super average <laughs> in school so when my teacher when my principal called me back i was like this is hilarious <laughs> <laughs> this is hilarious. but yeah it, i mean it's pretty stoked man thought. yeah it i was hilarious. stoked it was very safe bro very. very
1: <laughs> so you know, If you, you breathe and live skateboarding, uh, but mm-hmm. if, if for some reason you couldn't be a pro skateboarder, what would be your next choice of a dream job?
2: Ooh, that's hard, man. But, I've, I've always been the type of person to be driven by passion. Yeah. And this skateboard thing, it kind of just happened and took over my life. And I know it's, it, as much as I want it to be forever, it might not be. So I don't know right off the top of my head what I want to be, but I'm sure that one day I'll fall in love with something else and that'll I'll dedicate everything to it and that'll be my backup plan.
1: Yeah. Uh, for what it's worth, if you sound really good, I, I think if you want to get into radio, you, you, you can, dude. I, I think you can <laughs> find yourself in.
2: Get into radio? Okay, that's a, that's a good fallback. I'll consider it. <laughs> Actually, to be honest, man, I have thought about it. I just have to work on my Tagalog. I have to take a couple refreshers before i oh, stay hi. on no, the radio speaking background. fluent i mean
0: like, i can speak a, it okay
2: but i do get awkward
0: yeah
2: do you know what i mean yes. like i could yeah. if i was on the street or on tour i could speak to anyone in tagalog but if you gave me a speech to yeah. read in public i might read it kind of awkward and syllabic
0: yeah yeah
2: kulang lang <laughs> sa practice pero you didn't expect Mike. that, did you? You like that,
1: Mike? I think No, it's it's the Montessori. La, my... <laughs> <laughs> oh man. because no, like, Isa uh, in Montessori, we have something called the English rule. I'm not sure if it's the same with Jaime, but like, they, they the force you rule. To yeah, like if you oh, speak. Well, I don't remember being forced to. Yeah, maybe it's just our school. But if you speak Tagalog, yeah. you have to do like punishments after school. What?
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. that's that's wrong, huh? Yeah, you're I like know. Her. Anti-nationalist. <laughs> <laughs> like you can't speak your own language in your country. That's oh weird. man, I'm,
1: I'm never gonna be invited back in my high school.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> or just write a, black... a
2: strongly worded letter, Mike. If they <laughs>
1: see this, no, you're never gonna be invited back here for it. Yeah. <laughs> You know, I mean, that, you, you've achieved so much, man, uh, over mm-hmm, the 10 minutes. But out of it all, what would you consider as your
2: proudest skateboard accomplishment? Proudest skateboard accomplishment? Uh, <laughs> I think, I guess, right off the top of my head, it would be Sea Games.
0: Yeah.
2: Right? I mean, as much as, I mean, the little races that I've won to get to that point, of course, mean a lot to me. But it was it i still can't believe it Sea games man because it's downhill skateboarding before Sea mm-hmm. games nobody even saw it as a sport they just saw us on the hills and they were like those guys are crazy and it's just something i never envis- envisioned for myself yeah but it happened and now because of it and all of a sudden i'm the, i'm this skateboard guy with this platform to promote skateboarding and
0: yes, that sir. is so
2: crazy to me and I'm stoked on it. Definitely. It just Yep. Yeah, it happened. I'm happy. Also,
0: Jaime, you were uh you were able to yeah. get uh, <laughs> you were able to get to number three in the world rankings and are also mm-hmm. ranked number one in Asia for downhill skateboarding.
2: Woo mm-hmm. but <laughs> that was but that was temporary, the the third in the world. That was temporary. Yeah, because yeah. uh but the still. tour usually starts in Asia and <laughs> mm-hmm. I was ranked second and it took me to third. But eventually, as the season went on, I stopped racing and got bumped down.
0: Yeah, in relation to that, yeah, what kind of discipline does that entail? And how do you make sure that you stay on top of the rankings?
2: Um, I think for any athlete, the most important part is you have to know your why, like why you're doing it. And if you don't know exactly why you're doing it, you won't have the drive to get up at 5 a.m. to train every day, you won't have that same. So if you get, if you understand yourself as an athlete, then that's what will keep you motivated. It can't always be the same. Oh, I'm going to be good because I want to be good. I want to be better because it's not good enough. You really have to have your, you have to understand yourself as a person before you can push yourself as an athlete. And I guess the discipline that's required is consistency, because in a year, like I said, you're training for six months and traveling for six months and you can't ever let off because your competitors aren't letting yeah. off. You know. it's it's hard to explain, but you know what I mean? I think it's like any how to get how do you get the drive? How do you get the discipline? Yeah. You have I to like really that. know yeah. why you want it.
0: Exactly. I like how that you started with start with you start with why.
2: Start with why Again, that's, okay,
0: that's a, no, that's a lot already. And mm-hmm. Welcome to my TED Talk. (laughs) Welcome (laughs) to my TED Talk. Yeah, it applies to everything, Haine, talaga. Whatever you do, even if it's sports or not sports, other Mm -hmm. careers, you have to start with your why. Very, very important. And uh, yeah, we're going to talk about skateboarding in the Philippines now. So um, you mentioned earlier that after the SEA Games, uh, downhill skateboarding was more uh, known. So what Mm -hmm. do you say interest level level, or rather the awareness of people when it comes to skateboarding in general and then downhill skateboarding as well?
2: How, what would I say is the increase? Interest in, level, yeah. In the interest, interest level? Notes. I mean, right before Sea Games, skateboarding was getting more into the mainstream, like just skateboarding in general. Like, I don't know. I was driving on the Skyway and you could see Mountain Dew and skateboarding. You can see different ads. like It was making it into the mainstream, Telaga. Especially yeah. since Margie won in the Asian mm-hmm. Games two years ago. Everyone was like, oh my gosh, we have a medal-winning athlete from Cebu. You know, an awesome story. So, yeah. I mean, people were already interested. But once they realized that we got 12 medals in SEA Games, yeah. it, it became not just skateboarding, but a sport. People are yep. looking at it as like, if I make my son train in this, he can become an Olympian which is a new way to look at skateboarding. And since then I've been like, things like the skate school have popped up, the online communities have exploded. Everyone's reaching out to me as just like, what, Jaime, where do I buy a board? People I've never met are hitting me up like, what do I do? How do I get into this? You know, stuff like that. It's, It's awesome. It's awesome to see. I'd say it's at least doubled. Nice. Maybe more than that. It's truly been an exponential growth since Sea Games,
0: that's and great I'm to so hear. Still.
2: People from college are hitting me up. Like they knew wow. I skated all throughout college, but now they're like, "Hey, <laughs> can we get a board?" And I'm like, "Sure, whatever." I'm still. Yeah, yeah. I'm really happy to see it, and the way it's just the mindset, the people. Because for the longest time, skateboarding has been a counterculture, and now it's not just mainstream, but it's popular. It's sought after, yeah. and it's just. I never thought it would happen, guys. I'm so happy yep. about it.
1: <laughs> even in uh, like even when you drive through Edsa, you see some shoe brands promoting skateboarding. Mm-hmm. Like, it's the level yeah. of basketball where there are apparel that they sell for the sport. So, clearly, yep. it's uh, growing a lot in popularity. And a big part of that really is thanks to you guys. I think your medal wins did bring a lot of legitimacy to the sport. Mm-hmm. And it's... It's it, it's done a great deal in helping promote skateboarding
2: here in the Philippines. Yeah, I'm am re- really stoked. I I agree with you 100%. Ever since Margie won that Asian, she has become such a good role model. Because you know Margie's story from Stabu, it was like she started out on the street and would learn it on in within just a few weeks. Yeah. Within a couple of years, she was winning competitions and then went to Asian Games. Now she's on the Forbes 30 under 30. Nice. Forbes gonna it's fantastic. I mean, it's to have role models like Margie pushing the sport has really been the key to it, 100%. Yeah. Mike, you're right. And the, now I'm just kind of jump on the hype train, see where we
1: can go with it. No, but you're a you're a big part of why it's moving in the first place. And uh, aside from Margie and you, your skateboarding team at the Sea Games have a lot of role models. I believe you guys won mm-hmm. around 12 medals. And yep. uh, specifically in downhill skateboarding, uh, men's downhill skateboarding, as well as your teammate Duke finished first Duke. and second. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of remarkable people in your team. Maybe you can give us a little oh, yeah. bit more info about uh, about them and maybe just yeah, how proud actually,
2: you are of your, of your teammates. I, I, to be honest, guys, I'm so honored and stoked to be on this team. Like, no oh. joke. The names on street and park and Game of Skate are yeah. properly internationally known names. Like Dan Letterman from
1: yeah.
2: I think he's based in Germany or Austria or something, but he's half Benoit. He is one of the most popular skateboarders around for flat ground. People like Jeff Gonzalez, Mac, who's a Baler legend, you know, Margie who's the legend of Cebu. Christiana based in Portland, but it made it to Battle of the Barracks finals you know, properly international legends.
0: Yeah. And then Duke and I
2: who ha- who have just been, you know, locals. We've been competing locally on the downhill kind of low key. To be bumped up on this level with the rest of the skateboarders. It was so it was so surreal. It was such an honor. Kiko, I forgot to mention Kiko for park. What a legend. Based in LA. Literally one of the best park skaters to ever do it. Only turned eighteen on the day. What was it 20 on the day, so young, whichever. Yeah. He became legal to drink, whichever one it was, he became <laughs> legal to drink on his SEA Games Gold Day. Yeah. That's all I remember. So yeah, I've been super honored, uh, super blessed, super stoked to be on the team with these guys. But I feel so the question. proud of you guys. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, also the national team you mentioned earlier has been training under world champion Harry Clark and also your mm-hmm. good friend. Um, how much difference has that brought about?
2: Oh, it's made a huge difference. Just in my performance last year on the IDF World Cup Tour, we kind of already had the idea that Harry was going to be training me and the rest of the team. Yeah. So my performance was different last year. He would tell me, oh, no, you can't ride those wheels. You got to ride these. We would do practice runs together so I could follow him down the track and stuff like that. But I definitely would say simply that Harry was a key to winning. Harry and my coach, my, our other coach, Josh Evans. Yeah. The two of them together really whipped us into shape in only – because we Harry won the World Cup in, I think, August or September. And right after that, <laughs> he came to the Philippines and we started working together. So it must have been four, three, four months of nonstop training with those two coaches. And I think that definitely locked it in for us.
0: Yoleng. And a lot mm-hmm. of people – well, some people actually say that your team is overqualified. And I'm sure that that's yeah. true. <laughs> your goal <laughs> to always get better stays the same. But how do you fight the complacency and stay motivated regardless? Yeah,
2: I wouldn't say overqualified. But I would say, like for at least for the street and park and all of them, they pick the best people they could get. Yeah, And I think as an athlete and as a nation, you should always put your best foot forward. And we know, I mean, just because… As we're, we uh, trust me, all of the athletes on the skate team know how lucky we are and how blessed we are to be representing the country because mm-hmm. other skaters around the world, like the other downhill skateboarders, they aren't recognized, they didn't have sea games, they don't get money from the government, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. So, we recognize how extremely lucky we are, and we put in the work to, to justify it. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's not fair. To do it any other way. Yeah. Could you
1: could you expound a little bit more about the support you're getting as an athlete, uh, especially from the government and maybe some uh, corporate side too?
2: hmm Sure, man. I mean, I don't want to oversell it because at the end of the day it's athlete pay, it's not like a full on job and it's skateboarding, you know. If I was a weightlifter or especially downhill is currently not an Olympic bound sport. If I was a gymnast who was about to win a medal, they would probably give me everything I needed and more, but we're, we're not one to complain, man. I'm, I'm just happy to be recognized to have the honor Mm -hmm. to represent the country. And then if there are people like before sea games, black, like I said, Blackwater and chooks to go Mm -hmm. came in, threw me a little bit of cash to help me not work and spend all of my time in the gym or on the road or recovering and training and stuff like that if it wasn't for them it would be really really difficult and of course there was the bonus for winning after sea games and stuff like that which i think everyone got and everyone was happy with um but since the quarantine and all that there's been cuts and Mm -hmm. you know all of that but i'm we're still so blessed i mean yeah, I can really, uh, really can't complain.
0: Yeah, the companies that support you support a lot of other athletes, talaga. Mm-hmm. So uh, kudos it's, to them. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's up
2: to the, the the Philippine Sports Commission and the Philippine Olympic yeah. Committee. I mean, there's supposed to be a salary for everyone, depending on what level athlete yeah. you are, or something like that. And it it comes in, naman. It's not super impressive, but it keeps people like the athletes. Who are not based in Manila who have really been hit by the quarantine
0: yeah. it's a
2: nice it's a nice safety yes because otherwise it you'd be living in fear like meals I'm I don't have a regular job I was full-on going to compete this year before yep. COVID hit so it yep. was, we were kind of left with everything in our hands and if it wasn't for the extra safety from the PSC and the POC we'd be in trouble so like yep. I said not complaining very blessed no, and, and you deserve yeah, every piece I, of you don't get. Don't ever sell it. It's not it's not a huge amount or anything. Yeah. It's not like I'm saving, you know, I'm putting it into the gym or into equipment. Yeah,
1: and, and you know, absolutely you absolutely deserve every piece you get. And you deserve a lot more. I appreciate too. that, Mike. And uh, I guess this comes Cheers. to show how important financial stability is in terms of competing in your sport because as you've said mm-hmm. since you've been getting uh, pay, you were able to focus on training, you're able mm-hmm. to focus on yourself and it comes to show how how big support from the government is in ensuring that our athletes do their very best when it comes to competition cuz they're able 100%. to dedicate their lives to training
2: yep Yeah. Cool. i mean that oh. that was the yeah. main takeaway from sea games i think yeah. because companies like go for gold and the philippine government itself did everything they could to put their athletes forward like in the past sea games Sometimes we just wouldn't send delegates because they didn't, they didn't have their funds, you know? It mm. wasn't all together. But we proved at this T-Games that if you give the Filipino athlete an opportunity, yeah. they won't let you down. Yes. <laughs> they won't make it count. Yes.
0: <laughs> Louder for the people at <laughs> <up> the back.
2: <laughs> yeah, but... I mean, you're entirely right. Like that, that's what we proved. And with the funding, Kaya. Yeah. So hopefully it continues.
0: So, yeah, you know what? In relation to that also, um, uh, you said that skateboarding kind of blew up after the SEA Games. But mm-hmm. I'm, we're sure that uh, there's still uh, more space to uh, promote awareness mm-hmm. about the sport. Uh-huh. So uh, we'll back to you and other in, your other endeavors outside of sports. Uh, you also have uh, mm-hmm. merch under the company, Naish Worldwide. Can you uh,
2: Worldwide. tell us yes, of about, course.
0: first off, what's behind the name? And can you tell us more about what you guys do there?
2: Okay. I'm sure you guys, as people who are always talking to people and following the trends, you've heard people say niche. right? Mm. Yeah. Or well, for anything. Oh, guys, I can't go out tonight, homework niche or I don't like this food, kaka'umai niche or whatever. Yeah. You know, they, they could use it however you want. So the niche is the, the tag. It's the label. It's your nation, what you stand for, what you represent, or whatever. And it became kind of trendy in the skate scene. And then we decided we should create a platform for yeah. passionate people to share their niche with the people they care about, with their niche. You know yeah. what I mean? So that's kind of how it went. It was a super organic thing. We, a couple of years ago we started putting the logos on a shirt and then we just kept selling out. Every time I opened it up, it would go away.
0: Nice. And, yeah.
2: and then as I traveled throughout the past couple of years, I realized that people all over the world in the skate scene were saying it before I even got there. You know, it was all online. People were just using it in their communities, and then I decided, okay, we got to make this worldwide. When I was in Romania, and mm-hmm. some kid goes instead of saying "excuse me, man," they goes, "Oh, Nash boss." I was like, dude, I feel like I'm in Taft. He just said <laughs> Nash boss. I, okay, I, this is worldwide now. It's out, gotten out of hand. So we decided to put a website up. Yeah, make a little platform for people to if they have a nice photo, they think it's niche, send it in, we'll post it up yeah. just a super casual community platform and people are stoked on it and as long yeah. as people are happy about it I'm going to keep putting it out
0: Yeah, N- niche yeah. is also something you can use and give whatever meaning you want to
2: Yeah, to it. 100%, yeah, it's awesome. a filler word It's nice. like if, if I say like I get a sentence and I take a word out and replace that word with NASH as a variable yeah. and you still understand the whole sentence. Yeah. We're on the same wavelength. We are Nash. Yeah. You understand me.
0: Ah, uh, We're <laughs> now on
1: the same
0: wavelength. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. Yeah,
1: have you're busy, man. Uh aside from Nate Worldwide and your training and your ski games cold uh-huh. school. You recently nashed your own Sunday skate school. Uh skate school. Yeah, I I did nash my own Sunday skate school. Yeah. You yeah it perfectly, Mike. Thank, thank you very much. Thank you very much. I did my very name. So how, yeah, did, you, you it. how did you land on this idea? And
2: maybe you can give some more details about it. On Skate School?
1: On yeah. your Skate School, yeah. Okay,
2: so absolutely. Like we were talking about earlier, right after SEA Games, there was a big amount of hype and everyone was trying to get into it. I was getting messages from friends of friends, absolute strangers of where to buy, how to learn, where the tutorials, where it's safe, stuff like that. And I just decided we should partner up with Land Yachts Longboards, which is probably the biggest and best longboard company in the world right now. I, I decided maybe if I asked them nicely for a bunch of boards for people to try, they will give it. And they were like, yeah, we love the idea. They sent me over a dozen decks just to share. And then I decided a free Sunday Skate School would be the safest idea. Basically the goal is to create a safe environment yeah. for all the newbies to get into you know Any if they have any questions come here i have a board for you to try i have some helmets pads everyone's welcome you know keep it simple keep it safe
0: when you say newbies is it open to anyone from any age bracket literally
2: anyone <laughs> from any Whoa. age i had i had three four-year-olds and then i had the guide kids and their dads ended up skating as well. 50, yeah. 60 year old people all up in there. yeah, okay. it's, it's a really nice organic family grassroots event still. yeah yeah, it was just it's an open invite thing because I really want them to know because it's intimidating, you know what I mean? Skateboarding can you just look at it and you're like, "Whoa, that's intense." Yeah. And then you think <laughs> the people that do that are intense, but in reality, if we're having a session, you can literally just rock, rock up and say, hey, how do I do this? Can you help me? And skaters are usually at least the most welcoming and inclusive, yeah. helpful people. So I'm just it's trying so, to break that stereotype. Yeah,
0: So nice to know that about the skating community. Makes oh, me want yeah. to try yeah. it out very soon. Well, you're
2: more than welcome, Issa. Yay. <laughs> yeah, we, yeah, we Mike's <laughs> like, nah. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. But-
0: um, uh, but, yeah, so thanks for putting that up also the Sunday Skate
2: School. I'm, I'm sure it's you're helping a lot pleasure. of people.
0: Yeah, especially through this pandemic, which has been crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, so, ever yeah. since the
2: pandemic, we haven't been able to meet, of course, because, mm. you know, that's not allowed. Yep. And we don't know when we're going to get back to it. But mm. everyone who was on the community page, like who have been to the skate school before, they know yeah. that they can hit me up. I've been lending out all of the boards from land yachts because, in the quarantine, a lot of people are can skateboarding. I don't know why. I'm getting a lot of messages from people from like, hey, I found a old board. I'm I'm at it. Yeah. Because I don't know in quarantine, they just want to learn something new. Exactly. And they realize they can get to the store without spending any money on gas. It's exercise. Yeah. It's good for the environment. It's fun. You know. Oh, you guys. It all consider- the bases? Yeah.
0: The- <laughs> The people watching you should consider getting into skateboarding, especially during this pandemic, but also Jaime, we wanted to ask, um, mm-hmm. aside from that being affected, how has the pandemic affected your plans, especially? Um, we can imagine that you're, you're, you have a potentially busy competition schedule supposedly this year. Mm-hmm. how is it affected?
2: I mean, once I mean Corona, we were about to leave for Australia when the lockdown yeah. hit. You remember when it was I think it was March, not even April uh-huh. when we were when we didn't know how big this was gonna be. We were in boot camp. We've been we were training at boot camp for a month before our flight to Australia where the first race of the World Cup was. And the plan for the Philippine team at least was to do every single race. Yeah. Right. The plan for me was to improve on my eleventh last year and see how close I could get to the the world championship. Like just straight up, if I go to every race and I'd do better at every race than I did last year, I would finish in the top five. Yeah. If I did really well, I'd be in the top three. And if I finished strong, I could win the world championship, which yep. was the idea. Of course, it's a stretch because you don't just jump from 11th to first, but anything can happen, right? Yeah. I was training very hard. And yeah, we had a lot planned. The whole Philippine team was planning on doing that. We had the World Roller Games set up. We wanted to make a trip over to Vietnam to check out the scene there because they're hosting the next Southeast Asian Games. Mm -hmm. Wanted to check on the community there and stuff like that. Yeah, we'd all got canceled basically.
0: Yeah.
2: Everything was shut down. Sad. Sad. (laughs) Yep, sad. Sad niche for sure. But we had no choice.
1: Yeah, dude, it's very unfortunate. And I know you're flying out in a couple of days. And mm-hmm. while we wait to catch you in action again, what's next for Jaime?
2: Uh, well, we don't know when the next race will be, but for now, I'm actually, like I mentioned, I recently partnered up with Land Yachts Longboards, yeah. which is the biggest and best downhill company in the world. And I ride for them now and they, out of nowhere, we're like, hey, we need some help over in our LA how- warehouse. If you want to skate and you want <clears throat> to, sorry, if you want to skate and you want to work, come on over. So that's my plan for now. Well, nothing's really happening for me here. I don't know what I'm training for exactly yeah. or when I'm going to be able to represent the Philippines next or what type of job I want to do in the meantime. I figured it would be good to build the relationship with my sponsors in LA,
0: yeah. continue
2: to train with the other athletes there and really dive deeper into the industry and you know see where that goes. It's a new adventure for me. I don't know yeah. what's going to happen. All, <laughs> I, all I do know is when tell me to race, I want to be ready.
0: Yes. We're excited for you. And we'd love Thanks, to we wish you luck on uh, what's, what's whatever's coming next for you. But yeah, we also look forward to meeting you outside of a computer screen soon, Jaime. Yeah, um, that'd be cool, guys. Yeah, but uh, in, the, in the meantime, uh, for people who want to stay updated, I wanted to ask first, for those who want to get into skateboarding, you mm-hmm. talked about this, Boarding communities, where can you find them? Or, yeah, Mm
2: -hmm. I would just check Facebook Facebook. Philippine Longboarding. We've got almost, we have got way over 20,000 people, and it's a really helpful, happy community most of the time. Yeah. And if not, you can just hit me up on Instagram straight up. I'm usually available and ready to talk skate.
0: Awesome. So, uh, for those who want to keep in touch with you, uh, Instagram is there.
2: They yeah, hit me Instagram? on Instagram. It's okay. just my name, Jaime DeLarga. Oh, yeah. hi. Okay,
0: awesome.
2: And there's actually... I don't want to spoil it, but we're, there's some stuff happening. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to produce a little bit of more downhill skate content for nice. the global audience. Not okay. to blow anything <clears throat> yet, but hopefully we're going to make skateboarding, downhill skateboarding, more accessible for yeah. and more mainstream as we go along. That's yeah. super exciting,
1: man. Mm-hmm. And uh, for your... Uh, supporters, family, and friends,
2: anything you want to say or shout-out? Shout-outs? Oh, is it shout-outs time? Uh, yeah. Okay. I guess thank you to everyone who's come out and supported the Downhill Skateboarding team. Thank you for all the well wishes and the prayers. Thank you to my sponsors. They won United Skate Shop, Hey Ho, Garage Burgers, best burgers ever. you got to try it. Uh, Land Yachts Longboards, of course, Hogs. Uh, Bear trucks, hogs' wheels. Who am I forgetting? Go for gold, Sir Jeremy Go and the Go, Go family for, for always hooking it up. Um, Blackwater and Chooks to Go for supporting me pre Sea Games. Also, yeah. just want to say I'm always open to new sponsors. If you guys want to hook me or the Philippine team up, we're always ready to do that. We'll work hard. <laughs>
0: yep, yep. <laughs>
2: And really, of I course, to, like to God. Yeah. I'm not going to forget God, my family, my friends, the whole nation. This is all for the nation and by the nation. So we're just trying to keep it genuine and keep it real and spread love. So thank you to everyone who's been on this journey Aww. with us.
0: Oh, it was so great talking to you, Jaime. It, we've just... been here for
2: an hour. Yeah, it's a long time. <laughs> Crazy, right? I've <laughs> rambled, <laughs> haven't I? You guys, Super big. This nicely, nice,ly. Yeah? <laughs>
1: Actually, we, we want to ask more because it's such a fun conversation. Yeah. Oh, okay, I've had fun.
2: Oh, I think It sounds cohesive at the end. I I, I got gulo. I've got this. No, it, no it's okay. it Yeah, yeah okay.
0: but uh, thanks for joining us, Jaime. We uh, no, hope thank you, you really guys good. for having me. But yeah, safe flight and good luck to whatever's next for you this this year. Thanks, Seriously, Jaime. Guys.
1: Thank you we'll so much. You I really yeah. appreciate it being here cheers guys bye have a good
2: one bye bye stay nice bro (laughs) thanks
0: there you have it another episode done mike we learned uh, we hope you learned a thing or two uh, about another awesome sport from another exceptional athlete. And we do hope that someday you consider trying out skateboarding yourself. Um, if you're a company owner, maybe uh, you would consider sponsoring also um, our athlete. But yeah, in the meantime, stay safe wherever you are.
1: And also, don't forget, we're on Spotify and now on Google Podcasts. If you'd rather listen to our voices and uh, watch it. Sorry. Why? <laughs> would want to a opa mic right here, right? So that's on Facebook. <laughs> yeah, op, opa mic. So um so we're excited to see you guys again as we bring you another exciting sports and of course another exceptional athlete like Jaime on the next episode of the Sports Nook and make sure you listen to uh Q105. We're going to be showing snippets of our interviews there. So yes, we're excited to see you there. See
0: you guys. Bye. This-